Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. The Paralympics begin Tuesday on NBC from Tokyo, and congratulations to Giannis, who became the 17th member of the Milwaukee Brewers Ownership Group, becoming a limited partner in the team in a deal that was announced on Friday. So another star athlete taking a limited ownership in a sports team. This is your Morning Buzzcast for Monday, August 23rd. I'm Abe Madcor. Hope everybody is doing well and had a good weekend and ready for the week ahead. In a strong piece of reporting over the weekend, the Wall Street Journal laid out how Topps who has had a long history with Major League Baseball, was blindsided last week when both baseball and the Baseball Players Association announced its deal with Fanatics for trading card licensing. We talked about that on the Buzzcast last week. A source said that while Topps had that long history with baseball and the Players Association, Fanatics had been talking to both of these organizations for several months, yet Topps only learned of them on Thursday. First, when it received a letter from the MLBPA informing Topps it wouldn't be extending its contract with the company. Then, Topps got a call from Major League Baseball informing them they would not be renewing their deal with Topps when it expired at the end of 2025. So all of this happened so quickly that it was too late for Topps to come back with any type of counteroffer to baseball or the Players Association. Meanwhile, in an interesting piece of color, Topps co-owner Michael Eisner on Thursday afternoon, according to the Wall Street Journal, had a brief yet heated call with MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred expressing his displeasure with the actions of Major League Baseball, and I'm sure he told him it was not in keeping with the long-term partnership between baseball and Tops. According to the Wall Street Journal, Manfred reportedly told Eisner that the move to Fanatics was in the best interest of the league, and that's why they decided to make such a lucrative deal with Fanatics. But again, you are seeing a seismic shift in the memorabilia and trading card industry. We've talked before on the Buzzcast how Fanatics was going to get into sports betting, get into NFTs, get into collectibles. Now it's getting, of course, into sports memorabilia. It's stunning. When you think about what Fanatics was able to do last week, deals with baseball, deals with the Baseball Players Association, the NBA, the NBA Players Association, all in one power play with no leaks. They offered these organizations equity and a greater return than they were currently getting from partners Panini and Tops, And they basically are taking over the marketplace. And so there's not much left for Panini and Tops. There's not many organizations left for them to do trading card business deals with. So if you didn't see or didn't understand what an influential figure Michael Rubin is and what an influential company Fanatics is in sports and how important they are to sports leagues, we all surely know now. And this is not done. I imagine Fanatics being in the news 
more this week and in the days ahead. Let's stay with Major League Baseball because there were more strong visual presentations for the league last night on television. Fresh off its Field of Dreams game in Iowa, last night baseball held its Little League Classic, which began in 2017, of course, held in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. All 16 teams participating in the Little League Baseball World Series, they were sitting throughout the stadium in Williamsport, watching the game. Cleveland shut out the Angels 3-0. And, I mean, I just love to see the visuals of all these young fans soaking in the game, soaking in the atmosphere. Next August, they announced Red Sox and Orioles will play in the Little League Classic in Williamsport. And that will surely give that event a major charge to have the Red Sox part of the Little League Classic. Let's shift to Vegas. A big weekend in Vegas on Saturday night. You had a welterweight bout at T-Mobile Arena, more than 17,000 fans for the Pacquiao-Ugas fight. And then later in the evening, you had the WWE SummerSlam. That drew more than 51,000 at Allegiant Stadium. The WWE was so happy in Vegas, they announced they will return to Allegiant Stadium for the 4th of July weekend in 2022. So they confirmed a second event at the Raiders' home venue. But although the WWE was happy with the event, it wasn't all smooth during the evening as an outage of the payment processing system at Allegiant Stadium caused issues for fans during the event. It was a national outage, led to some long lines and frustrations. But overall, WWE happy with its experience in Vegas and plans to return to Allegiant Stadium next July. Let's shift to college sports because we've talked about how the NCAA will look at its structure this fall. There's going to be a big meeting in November leading into the NCAA convention in January. Penn State Athletic Director Sandy Barber said she was named to this NCAA Constitution Committee. That is the 23-person group assigned that difficult task of reshaping college sports and creating a new governance model, really. I found it interesting when she said that they had their first Zoom session with the committee last week, and she anticipates the group will think big. As she said, quote, I don't think this is going to be kind of nibbling at the edge. I think it's going to be bold, end quote. This comes as Florida Athletic Director Scott Strickland acknowledged the primary challenge facing college sports is governance, calling the current model not only incredibly bureaucratic, but also clunky. But he also said the makeup of that Constitution Committee, that 23-member group, is representative of the challenges they are dealing with. He noted you have schools from the University of Georgia to Chico State on the committee, and that wide variety of constituents trying to come up with a solution will be a huge challenge, he believes. But I will say this is one of the biggest issues we're keeping an eye on in the sports business as the NCAA looks to dramatically change its structure this fall. The Philadelphia Inquirer reported over the weekend that around 17 employees of the Philadelphia 76ers, including half of the scouting department, were let go late last week. The moves were attributed to cost-cutting as the team reportedly had one of the largest basketball operation staff in the NBA over the past few seasons. But still, you hate to see anybody lose their job. You hate to see any type of cost-cutting. And it does feel as though we're seeing a little different culture and organization around 
around the 76ers since Scott O'Neill left as CEO earlier this summer. And finally, congratulations to all those who were inducted in the class of 2021 to the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame, Knoxville, Tennessee, on Saturday evening. Among those inducted were the late NBA Commissioner David Stern, who of course was the vision behind the WNBA. Also inducted former WNBA players Tamika Ketchings, Swin Cash, and a shout out to longtime ESPN executive Carol Stiff, who has done so much for women's sports over the years. She was inducted into the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame as a contributor. So congratulations to Carol. Congratulations to everyone inducted Saturday night. And finally, just over four weeks away, SBJ and Access will present the Sports Facilities and Franchises and Ticketing Symposium. The three-day event will be held in Las Vegas September 28th through September 30th. We'll have networking experience. We'll have a sales workshop. We'll have tours of Allegiant Stadium and T-Mobile Arena. And of course, we'll have industry discussions with leading stakeholders. You can register today on our website, sportsbusinessjournal.com, or in the show notes below. Also visit www.sportsfacilitiesandfranchises.com. Love to see you out in Vegas late next month. So that is your morning buzzcast for Monday, August 23rd. I'm Abe Madcor. Hope everybody has a fantastic week. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.